Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hey, welcome to another episode. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to listen to the show. Thank you wherever you may have found this. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. You'll find the links on our Facebook page, uh, things of that nature. But today's show is going to be a little different. I know you're probably wondering, man, where has this guy been from a podcast perspective? Well, uh, I've been actually focused on doing a little bit of rebranding. I've been thinking about uh, what direction do I want to take things in. And so with that being said, I want to say thank you for tuning into the show today. Um, and I'll hop right into it. So let me give you some updates on kind of what's been going on. And then uh, I'll kind of talk to you about where we are headed potentially. With your help, I'll need a little bit of feedback. So over the last couple of months, if you remember my last uh, podcast on here, I, I discussed uh, a lot around uh, the election or excuse me, uh, George Floyd situation. I talked about um, just some of my thoughts that I feel like as leaders, we need to be paying attention to. I shared uh, some actionable steps that if you don't remember that episode, feel free to go back to the last episode. You'll be able to hear some of that. After that situation, um, I took uh, kind of a, a different turn and did some rebranding of some of our uh, personal platforms. So if you go to YouTube right now, if you look on uh, Facebook, if you look on uh, Instagram, my Instagram handle is the Christopher Williams on Twitter. You'll find me at C Williams biz. If you uh, look for uh, YouTube, you'll find the world according to Chris hashtag T W A C and you'll be able to find me. That has allowed me to be able to expand a little bit more and just kind of give you a little bit more um, understanding, a little bit more of me, uh, because obviously from a leadership perspective with my high level wisdom for new generation leaders, you've seen a lot of interviews, you've seen some uh, self-help stuff, but there's an entire world of um, of me that a lot of times I want to be able to share different things. But clearly, obviously, from a platform perspective, you really want to sometimes stay focused on in one particular niche area. Well, I thought, why not expand some of that so that I can share a lot of the different things that I like to share? So uh, just to kind of give you an example, uh, for me, there's there, there's kind of these themes that I will say that I typically like to work around um, in, in when it comes to, to to the work that I like to do. So uh, one of them happens to be motivation. So uh, I love to be able to provide uh, motivation. I love quotes. I read. I've been reading uh, books this this year, a little bit more concentrated than than probably ever before. Um, and I like to be able to share that. Uh, the other portion of that is health. Um, I believe health and wellness is 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 more important, especially with coronavirus this year than ever before. So uh, I like sharing my kind of tips and tricks around that. 
I love cars. <laughs> Some of you probably don't even know that, but I absolutely love cars. And because I love cars, I like kind of talking about some different things that I am learning. Uh, I, I, I love the Tesla. I love uh, some of the different things that I'm able to see kind of out of the electric vehicle space. I like some old school cars, so I like being able to talk about that. Um, I also enjoy travel. Um, I love traveling with my family, so I want to be able to kind of tell you about some of those, uh, I guess I will say, episodes of life and kind of share with you uh, where we've been and what we've done. I also like talking about business. Um, I like sharing about personal and professional development. I like being able to kind of share uh, some of my thoughts on some of the latest trends and the different areas that's going on. And then lastly, but not least, uh, I'm a dad. I'm a husband. And so I like being able to kind of give some insight on some of the different things that I'm learning uh, as I go through this portion of the journey of my life, whether uh, from the husband perspective or from uh, just being a dad of two sons in high school. Right. So when we talk about the world, according to Chris, it kind of covers all of those different things, motivation, health, cars, travel, business and dad life. So when you go to my YouTube channel or when you go to uh, my Facebook page and you go to my uh, Instagram page. Those are the type of things that you're going to see. Uh, it's kind of more of an of an expanded view of just who I am. And what I like about that is it gives me some freedom to be able to share a little bit more about uh, who I am uh, with you, the audience. But then also uh, it gives me a chance to be able to share on different topics that kind of hit me uh, from different angles uh, a lot of times in real time. Uh, so what I would say is definitely if you want to know kind of the the real time things and what's going on, go to my Instagram or my Facebook and, and watch my stories. I'm sharing a lot of different things there that have been really important uh, to me uh, kind of in real time. So that just kind of gives you an update on where I've been, kind of what's going on. Uh, you might notice my voice is a little bit more raspy than any before because from a dad life perspective, uh, my kids had a lacrosse tournament this weekend. And so. Uh, I was out there yelling. Yes, I'm that guy. Uh, I yell for the team. I root for the team. Uh, I enjoy. Uh, listen, if I got to travel to to some, you know, foreign spot uh, for a tournament, I'm not giving golf claps. I'm I'm all the way in. So, yes, I'm that guy. And I absolutely enjoy it. I, I have a great time. Uh, I, you know, I'm not the I'm not the annoying person who's, uh, you know, being over over crazy and, and yelling all kind of crazy stuff. I, I root for the whole team. So, uh, unfortunately that meant by Sunday night, my voice was shot cause it was a two day, uh, tournament. So my voice will get better, um, over time, but I wanted to make sure I shoot this and, and get this out and, and share this information with you. So you had an update on kind of where I've been and what I've been doing. Now, many of you are probably already following me on other platforms. So you kind of already knew, but some of you had no idea. Didn't go anywhere. Just been working on some rebranding, looking at some new things and, and giving a little bit more of a wider aperture, uh, a wider lens, excuse me, of uh, of who I am uh, as an individual, as a business person, as a as a as a as a father, as a friend, as a as a neighbor, as a as a community person. Right. Uh, as someone who lives just uh, right here in the neighborhood. So uh, with that being said, there's one particular thing that I do want to be able to cover today that I thought um, would just be. Um, it would be kind of terrible, I guess, from my perspective, if I didn't share. But um, obviously, we we had an election last week, um, and uh, uh, feelings are raw. People are are um, uh, either sharing openly or sharing silently uh, their feelings. 
Um, and I, and I will say this, I, I guess what I wanted to kind of give you is, is a little bit of my thoughts. Um, I, I shared some of this on my stories. And so I thought, why not hop on the podcast, uh, kind of share with you just where I'm coming from and, uh, give you, again, this is just my perspective on, 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 uh, on the current climate in America, I guess I will say. So, um, and I'll try to keep this short and brief uh, as brief as I, as I can. Um, but I, there's a couple of things I do need to expound on. So, um, leading up to the election, um, I want to say that, uh, as a, as an African-American male, um, I guess what really was, uh, striking and what was, uh, difficult to, to, to see and, 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 and I guess here is the, um, the disregard for, uh, narratives, I mean, what narratives mean the long-term impacts of what someone says um, and and how that might come across. So I noticed, uh, you know, within the, the, the last two months prior to the election, um, you know, there were uh, certain statements that were made from pulpits uh, as far as, you know, on, on uh, uh, um, debates. Um, there, there were, um, uncomfortable, um, ideas that were kind of left out there, uh, for, for the rest of the world to decipher no matter where you fail on on this situation. And and let me first say this. I, I am happy that you voted. Let's put it that way. We had most of votes ever, um, for, for either candidate, which I think is an awesome thing. So there's, there's good in that. Um, what I will say is that while we had the most votes, we had a lot of people really paying attention. We had uh, really great um, uh, energy, I guess. Well, I'll put it this way. We had energy around the election this year more than ever before. It wasn't great energy because I think what we spent more time doing is repeating rhetoric and not really being a, a neighbor, a human, um, a friend, um, a community leader. I, I I feel like we were we were spouting comments that we actually didn't personally have any context to, or unwilling to go ask someone else how that might have landed for them. I, I felt like uh, we. You know, when, when I when I sit back and I watch how people handled or 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 reacted to uh, the moment, it was it was less about um, truly gaining an understanding for for yourself so you can make an educated decision, and it was more about um, inflaming uh, division. It was it was more about. Uh, uh, an inability to to calm down and have an intelligent conversation um, regardless of where you stand. And that kind of bothered me because uh, I spend a lot of time in, in, in professional development and in personal development spaces. And it, it almost um, kind of knocked the wind out of me 
because I felt like we weren't getting anywhere as, 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 as a country. Um, it was like watching a, an emotional tennis match. We're just going back and forth, but in, in, in each side is trying to, trying to win when what we should be trying to do is figure out how do we come together um, in a way that's, that's right. Um, what, what I, what I walked away from these last couple of months is that there's, there's, there's my feelings, there's your feelings, and then there's just what's right to do. And sometimes what's right to do doesn't include how I or you feel. Um, in fact, um, you know, you take the coronavirus situation for for example, um, I, I will tell you quite honestly, I, I did not like the idea of someone taking that virus and saying it's a, it's a hoax. So, uh, the, 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 the president made a statement that, Hey, this is a hoax. It'll all go away. It'll be gone by April. It'll be gone by the heat. It'll be, it's going to just go away. Meanwhile, people are dying. I've had personal friends who unfortunately not only caught it, some passed away. I just recently found out uh, as probably in the last 24 hours of you listening to this episode, someone who's now got it twice and they're a nurse. Um, I think, you know, so I mentioned to you the blatant dis, dis, uh, the blatant neglect, right? I think neglecting um, civil duty, um, neglecting what what truly is. And even if you don't know what to do, you can't ignore what's happening, right? Like, and I think, you know, I'm, I'm talking to leaders, I'm talking to, you know, to, to, to moms, I'm talking to dads, I'm talking to entrepreneurs, I'm talking to, you know, corporate people. If your house is on fire, there's no version of a, of a parent who, if a child is in a burning house is going to act like the house is not burning and not do everything in their power to get their children out. And in whatever way that means, even if it's a difficult way out. And I'm, I, I, I was concerned. I was, I was, um, surprised by the response to this virus. And now here we are, um, you know, in November and we've got more cases than ever before. Um, more people are getting it from the white house to, 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 to the corner, right. Of America, you know, um, and, and I think the thing that I, that I, that I will, I, I will say is, um, if you haven't gotten it and I haven't gotten it, nobody in my family has gotten it. Thank God. Um, I think empathy is what's needed because for those who have gotten it and have lost family members, this year has been one of the, one of the toughest years um, coming in with coronavirus, people have lost their jobs. 
People aren't able to get unemployment the way they need. They're losing jobs and can't find another job because things have totally taken a turn for the worst. And then on top of that, you lose a loved one. I mean, I'm seeing, you know, situations of a, you know, uh, of a, you know, a parent losing a, a 18 year old. Um, I, I think what, what we have to do sometimes is get out of our, get out of our own head and get out of the rhetoric, get out of the narratives that we hear. And that's just so easy to spout. And I think what we got to start doing is just looking at us as humans. Like just saying to yourself, okay, let me, let me get off of my perch. You know, if you're a business owner on here and you make a lot of money and you, you have a, you know, your life is great. I'm so happy for you. A matter of fact, I will say, thank God you're in that position, but there are so many who aren't. Um, there's so many parents who uh, have had to make hard choices because their kids have to still do school, but their school is shut down and they have little ones and they're single parents, but they still got to go to work because their job requires them to be in the office. So on one hand, I'm worried about, coronavirus cases and I still got to go into a, a, a workspace with people and I don't know if they got it. On the other hand, I got to leave my young ones at home because I have a hard decision to make. Either I'd leave them home and hope that they fend for themselves the right way. Or I don't, I don't get paid because I'm not at work. And if you're, you know, if your life is, is well taken care of and you've been able to be at home with your kids and, and, and life has just been great and your business still makes money and you listen, I'm happy for you. I'm, I'm, I'm actually, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for, for you to be in that space. But the majority of, of, of Americans are not there. In fact, even those who've had a good paying job have been let go. And that might've been the one job that was covering their household bills. And when jobs start getting cut and layoffs happen and, and, and furloughs and, and, and shortages and, you know, people's worlds are turned upside down. And I think what we haven't done a good job of is display empathy. Um, so if you're a leader on here listening right now and you, you have employees or you have, um, uh, different people that are, that are, you know, on your payroll, no matter what type of company you have, whether it's contractors or whatnot, um, you already stressed out because you have a different level of, of responsibility that you have to consider. But, ha but maybe even if you, you have enough and that life is just great for you, I want you to understand there's a lot of people going to work scared every day. They're scared about the virus and they're scared about losing their job. They're scared about leaving their kids at home by themselves. They're, they're, they're worried about their children falling behind in their education. They're worried about putting food on their table. They're worried about um, holiday season and whether or not they can see their loved ones. Some, some folks are caregivers. I'm, I'm a, I'm, I'm a version of, a, I guess I will say of a caregiver. My mother has a, has a, uh, you know, had a massive stroke and a brain bleed a few years back. And unfortunately, she's on a trach and a feeding tube. And I would love to be able to, you know, 
be with my mother all the time. But I have to think about the fact that she has a compromised immune system. It's not smart for me to, you know, be with her um, in this time. I've had to go, you know, months without seeing her just because I'm concerned about keeping her safe. Now I've gotten my family and I, we've gotten tested. We're all negative. That's awesome. But I also have to be mindful that, you know, one cold for her can put her in the ER. Right. So my, my point is, is that, you know, I, I think what we've got to do is practice a level of empathy that is, um, sometimes taken for granted. Um, so, you know, the other thing that I noticed, uh, leading up to the election is just how, um, bold, um, certain groups became, um, because of, uh, the way the president would, um, communicate things. And my, 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 uh, my concern is, you know, for my, you know, white allies out there and, 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 um, leaders and, and community folks and just people just working an everyday job. Anybody who's listening to this, you know, if you're, if you're, if you're, if you're a white person and, you know, I, I just want you to understand there's a level of, um, a fear that a lot of people already walk around in that are of color. Um, because we don't have a lot of privilege that, uh, clearly is, 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 is not something that's given all people, but it's even worse when you, when you, um, when you see blatant, uh, racism, by people that by the way, um, aren't even concerned enough to know whether or not what they say or do is racist. Now you may be listening to this and going, I'm not a racist though. I never see it. That says to me and says to any person of color, you, you, you're not, you're not taking the opportunities around you in your neighborhood at your job. Um, if you own a business and you have people of color working, you know, for you and with you, uh, your management team, you know, those types of things, you're not tuned into the diverse world that's in your, in your community, in your employment base. And if you aren't, I implore you to uh, take an opportunity to go listen. And some of what you may hear is going to be very difficult for you to listen to. That's okay. Um, I think the first opportunity that we all have to getting past uh, racial injustice um, uh, racial issues, uh, and all these other things is that we've got to be willing to listen to sometimes the hard stuff. Um, we can't ignore, um, what's been happening. More importantly, if I, you know, if I say something that offends somebody, um, if I use a statement, if I use a slur, if I, if I, if I say something, if I make reference to something, I have to be willing to be held accountable to, to that. But I will also say, um, a lot of times that, uh, it doesn't work 
the other way. It's, it's kind of almost like a double standard. It, you know, I'm a black person, so I have to be, you know, tiptoe around certain situations and this is my podcast. So there's going to be certain things that I'm going to talk about that might be uncomfortable. But if you're a white person listening to this and, and you've had opportunity to get to either know me personally, or you've, you've seen some of the things that I do. One of the things, you know, that I, I do say all the time and it's true. I have a lot of white allies who've come to me personally, um, who've come to me, uh, privately, who may not come out loud, but they tell me all the time, Hey, I'm actually in your corner. I just didn't know what to do. Never been in the situation. So I don't, I don't know how to respond or they ask me, what can I do? How can I help? I've had others who have literally said, you know, out loud and talked to their, their counterparts and been open with them to say, Hey, if I, if I hear any more of, you know, these things, um, we gonna cut off communication. I have, I have absolutely been surprised I guess I would say on two extremes, um, one end of white people who've, you know, come to me to be honest and say, Hey, I didn't know, or maybe I ignored it because I, I don't talk to many black people. So I'm, you know, I'm coming to you cause you seem approachable and I've been willing to have those conversations. I've had people on the other end who've been remained silent and continue to do things that are disrespectful, um, who won't, uh, be willing to acknowledge the error in their ways. And so, you know, um, you know, the election has now happened. Um, I will say that I, I think it's, you know, I don't, I don't know if any of you might know who Van Jones is. He's a, uh, uh, uh an activist, someone who, who's done so much around criminal law reform and, uh, the guy's been in politics literally his whole life. Um, and, and, and a stellar guy who's willing to have the hard conversations. Um, you know, he made mention, you know, during, during the, the announcement on Saturday that there are family members and parents who, uh, it's a little bit easier to be a parent because, um, there's some good in this world. There, there are some people who, who just, who don't care about, uh, you know, my, my way, what they care about is what's right by people. And I, and I think sometimes what we do is we, we get so wrapped up in, in these narratives that we don't even stop to think who, who's being impacted by this. I'll give you an example. Um, you heard the narrative. They're coming to, you know, to destroy your neighborhoods. They're coming uh, in your neighborhoods and you should be afraid. And, and if they come into your neighborhood, they're going to take everything you have and all this other stuff. Well, I'm a man of color. I'm a black man. I, I stopped and really thought about that. The first question I've asked a lot of my white friends is, let me ask you a question. Who is they? Who are they referencing when the president says they are coming to take over your neighborhoods, have you ever questioned who is they? But we'll see when it's left out there blanket and you don't put any context to it. It allows for an interpretation that they could mean anybody. Well, let me give you, let me give you some, some advice from a person of color. 
when he said they at that time, he's talking about black people. He's talking about people of color. He's talking about Hispanics. He's talking about that's who he's talking about. And I just kind of had this moment where I had some conversations with some some white friends of mine and I just was be honest with them and said, hey, I am the they that they're talking about. And I already live here. And the last time I checked, I haven't been a threat to anybody. Neither have my two black boys. Neither has my black wife. But yet, when you spit a narrative like that, what it does, what you don't understand is how that comes across to someone other than you, other than who thinks like you. Like, I think the one thing I, and I, 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 you know, I think the one thing that is, is needs to be addressed is that the conversation and narrative around this political season has been about red and blue. Pick a side. Um, where do you stand? Um, that version of division hasn't even allowed people to sit down and just listen to someone else who doesn't think like them. It's been, it's been this, I, the only people I'm talking to riding with having conversation with, or even listening to is you gotta, you gotta be either red or blue. And, and if I hear anything that sounds like the opposite side, I'm just going to shut down and not listen. And that's actually dangerous. It's, it's very dangerous because Diverse thought and opinion is what you should have in your corporation. If you're running a company, if you have all yes, men and women, you're not actually growing at all. You have an authoritarian dictatorship by which everybody's trying to please you. You're not creating opportunities to listen to other people. And more importantly, does your leadership and management look like America or is it all white? Is it all black? And so I I think what we've got to do is just challenge ourselves to be mindful of um, what, when we fall into these camps and, and being so divided that you can't even listen. I mean, come on, like there are people literally not able to have conversations with their family members anymore because they're so divided that they don't even want to talk and listen. You mean to tell me that an election is so important to you that you're willing to give up relationships with your mother, your father, your brother, your sister, your uncle, your cousin, like it's, it's that important to you that you are going to say so, so steeped on your side that you're not even willing to listen. And remember, we're still family at the end of the day. We might have our differences, but we're family. Like it's it that that's worth throwing away relationships. I don't think so. What's more important is to be able to listen to somebody who doesn't think like you 
and be able to understand another perspective. I think that's what's missing, what's been missing over this last year or so. And what's scary is, is that, you know, we, we try to, we, we try to um, tell our children how to be and how to behave and, and all these things, but yet we are, we've done a piss poor job of displaying it ourselves to other adults. Let me give you an example. If you have a black neighbor in your neighborhood and all of this racial division has been happening this year and you have yet to go knock on that neighbor's door and show them uh, some community and say, hey, I'm I'm with you. I'm not, you know, I'm not against you. I actually want to learn. I bought my children. Like if you haven't taken your kids over there and, and assign a demonstration. That I honestly would ask you to reevaluate whether or not you've you've done all you can to to show yourself as a human being. That you actually see color, I, I, I do not like these narratives that, well, I don't see color. No, you actually do see color. You know that the trees are green. I want you to see my color. In fact, I want you to respect it and see it as a beautiful thing that also makes up the colors of the rainbow. If you can applaud and find fall beautiful for the fall leaves and colors, how am I missing out of that equation when it comes to being a human? And, and so I, I just, I, I think about things like that and I, and I just, I, um, I want us to be more mindful. So as a part of my podcast and the things that I'll be doing and, and some of the things that I'll be, I'll be, I'll be sharing our, our thoughts around things like this. I, I, you know, and, and, and again, you, you, you might um, care, you might not care, but I, I will tell you this. I think there's more people out here doing good and doing bad. I just think that the good sometimes don't know where to, where to stand, don't know where to find, you know, a, 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 a soft spot to land. And so for those of you who are like me in my family, who, who say, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do my part in my community. I'm going to show uh, myself friendly I'm going to actually demonstrate um, likability. I'm going to demonstrate being willing to have a tough conversation. I'm going to be, I'm going to demonstrate the ability to be able to listen to somebody who doesn't think like me. If that's you, then this, this, this uh, new direction of this podcast will be absolutely for you. Um, Again, like I said, uh, the world, according to Chris, you can use the hashtag TWAC. Uh, to be able to find or, uh, you know, when you leave a comment, um, feel free to share uh, and use that. Feel free to share this episode. But I, I just, you know, I want you to understand that I'm I'm a human, too. Right. I can't ignore what I see. I can't ignore how things uh, strike me. I can't ignore how things impact me. I have two boys in high school who I'm trying to raise 
um, in a world that already sees them as a disadvantage just by the color of their skin. And so for those of you who are, uh, uh, are, are white allies and counterparts and, and you're, you're here to help uh, me and you don't, you see color and you don't, you don't uh, uh, subscribe to um, racism or, um, or, and, and I'm sorry, not only do you not only subscribe to racism, but you, you are anti-racist. Um, I appreciate you. I thank you. And I actually see you by the way. Um, we're just going to ask that we all continue to work forward as, as humans and, and find a way to be, um, be more for each other than against each other. So, uh, with that being said, there's gonna be a lot of different conversations that I'll have on here, just different thoughts that I can't always articulate, um, in, in certain forms or different places. So I thought, you know what, this podcast will be that place where, um, I can share, you know, lots of different things. Like I said, uh, you know, the world according to Chris is, is, you know, motivation, health, cars, travel, business, and dad life. Right. So I'll be coming from a lot of different angles. And if there are things that you would like for me to share, or you have questions about, um, I'm still going to be doing interviews. So there'll be different people that I'll interview for different reasons, uh, different things that, uh, kind of strike me that I find interesting. Uh, and I will be having them on my show, uh, from time to time. So, um, a few of them that will be coming up here shortly as I've been already been reaching out to several people who, I just find fascinating and I think it will be just a great conversation. Some of the conversations will be hard. I'm going to be talking to uh, police chiefs. I'm going to be talking to um, uh, other white people who might look at life differently than I do. I'll be talking to entrepreneurs who see things differently. I'll be talking to coworkers. I'll be talking to, you know, all different types of people. I want to, I want to bring perspective. I just want to, I want to give people uh, a place where they can listen and know that your, your, the way you think matters. Um, and as long as we can all respect each other for, uh, for diverse thought and opinion, man, I think we can, we can, we can, we can demonstrate, um, the ability to be human and the ability to be able to work together in, in a, in a, in a very, very real way. So with that being said, um, this ends this episode. Um, I want to say thank you. Again, feel free to go to Apple Podcasts to be able to hear uh, and subscribe. Please, please subscribe so you are aware of every episode that uh, drops. Please share this episode if you want to be able to get at me. Find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, and you can also go to the website as well. Thank you. My name is Chris Williams. This is The World According to Chris. You guys have been incredible. Thank you so much for riding with me. You have an incredible day. I'll see you in the next episode.